Welcome to Hive Mind. My name is Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. Hi, Meg. How are you? Just dandy. Happy to be here. Happy to be with you. You sure? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Seem a little less than enthused. Maybe I, I, I'm I'm tired. I don't know. Okay. We'll go ahead and drink that coffee that's for Elijah. <laughs> yeah. I went and ordered some coffee at Starbucks and they do this more often than you would expect because they'll ask me for my name and I say Eli. And then when the cup comes out, it says a lot. Well, this one says Eliah, E-L-L-I-A-H. It often says Elijah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys are making this more complicated. <laughs> Eli's a name. Do it's, they not know that? Meg, I have lived my entire life like this. Oh, me too. Hi, my name's Meg. Hey, Megan. Nice to meet you. I called you Megan for a while. Why? I don't know. This is just fun. But uh, people act like Eli is like something that my parents came up with in the night. I'm like, guys, it's like one of the oldest names. It's, it's there. It's in the Bible. It's, it's biblical. It's like Mark, Matthew, Jacob, Eli. Like they're all, they're, these are yeah. all very common, normal names. But my whole life, my entire life, people have been like, oh, Eli, that's, that's an interesting name. Where did your parents get it? Like from. Really? From language. <laughs> <laughs> From the written text. <laughs> From written text. And then it frequently people will spell it uh, E-L-L-I-E, like Ellie. Like Ellie? And frequently people will read it as Ellie. I'm just like, how, is no, how has nobody seen this name before? Wow. Anyway. Trials and tribulations rest upon you. My parents almost named me Levi. Oh. I'm, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, because you immediately think Dunham. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching? Okay, so I went on a I went on a trip this weekend, so I watched two plane movies. Okay. Movie number one, best sellers, two thousand twenty one comedy drama. What? I've never heard of this. Aubrey Plaza. You okay. know Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec. Love her. And Michael Caine. Okay. A two thousand twenty one movie starring Michael Caine and Aubrey Plaza and nobody we've never heard of. Had you heard of it never up to that point? It. Is it like weird indie never hit? theaters i don't think so okay so this is a movie about michael Caine is like this insufferable writer how many of these movies have we seen and he's like angry and he's an alcoholic and he wrote a book in the 70s that was like a huge huge book like to kill a mockingbird level like okay entered the public consciousness and aubrey plaza has just inherited her dad's old publishing company that published that book and the company is dying and she's trying to save it. And so she goes and finds this man. He's only ever written one book and um, basically forces him to write another book that they can publish. And then she goes on tour with him so that he can like do readings at coffee shops. And it's about their relationship. It's like music and lyrics. Um, kind of. Yeah. And uh, and Michael Caine is very unlikable. Mm-hmm. He's really mean. He's mm-hmm. mean to her, but he needs he needs a paycheck. She is sort of like this you know, trying to like save a company and she's in over her head. It's a, it's a very B movie. Okay. The dialogue is kind of hokey, but I really like Aubrey Plaza. And of course I like Michael Caine. And so like, it's kind of fun to watch them together. Yeah. So if you're looking for just like a, a movie that goes down pretty easy, it's a little sad. It's a little funny. And you like Aubrey Plaza and you're in the mood for like a B movie. Mm-hmm. Bestsellers. Okay. I also watched a film you may have heard of. I had never seen it, and I finally decided that being on an airplane was going to be the way I was going to finally experience this film called The Godfather. Oh, oh 
I had never seen The Godfather. What? <laughs> what? I just... How? <laughs> podcast for so long how am i just learning you've never seen the godfather I've never seen it oh my gosh and honestly all i could tell you going into this is that the godfather is about mobsters okay i didn't know where, where it took place i didn't know who was in it didn't know anything about this thing and I, I saw it on my little plane and i was like you know what eli you're finally gonna watch the godfather okay Pretty good. It's pretty, <laughs> yeah, it's decent. It's de- decent film. How many cultural references suddenly well, clicked in for you? You know what was so funny, especially is because I have watched You've Got Mail one billion times. Yeah. And in You've Got Mail, Tom Hanks quotes The Godfather like pretty frequently. Yeah. And so it was fun to see those references in context and finally be like, oh, that's what he was doing. There's the part in You've Got, you've got Mail where he's... Uh, Re- reacting to finding a horse head in his sheets, Tom Hanks is, and he's like, whoa, whoa, you know, and, and like to see that in context, I was like, ah, Tom Hanks actually nailed that impression yeah. of the guy finding a horse head in his sheets. Let me tell you, if you're married to a straight man, you have to watch The Godfather to understand 50% of what they say. Really? Yeah. Well, and the second Godfather, because Stephen at Randall will just be like, I know it was you, Fredo. Mm. I haven't watched the second one yet. You should act. The second one's really good. Isn't the second one considered to be even better than the first? Like it won Best Picture, right? Yeah. I mean, the first is really good. The second is, yeah, they're both really good. I don't know if one's better than the other, but you should, we, we, I mean, I think we should probably do our Oscar thing again and we'll yeah. get to The Godfather. We really, we really should. You know what's interesting is I watched the entire movie without realizing that was Diane Keaton in it. No way. I think that was like her first big thing. Wait, was Annie Hall first? I don't know. Hmm. She did not even look like Diane. She's great in it. She's really great. And I guess I didn't realize how old she was and how long she's been working. Because The Godfather is not a recent film. 70s, right? Uh, If not 60s. It was the 70s. So what year is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. She's in her 70s. Yeah, 1972 was The Godfather. So... So she's been she's been she has been in films at least since the early seventies. For 70s. fifty years, like, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's great in it. Um, everybody's really good in it. Al Pacino was a cutie. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know Al Pacino. So the was a second cutie. one, okay, yeah. Now I'm remembering more about the second one. The second one does a lot of the flashbacks to the family in Sicily. Okay. Uh, or Naples, Sicily. Um, and, um, the, who's the meet the Fockers. That's like such an insult to call him that from that Robert De Niro oh, yeah, De is Niro. a big part of the second one. Okay. Yeah. I, cause I thought Robert De Niro was in the Godfather at some point. Yeah. He's a big part of the second one. But he's not in the first one. Uh, yeah. Huh. Come to me the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Marlon Brando. Good. I, Terrifying guy. So good. I, I read that he like didn't want to do The Godfather because uh-huh. he said he didn't want to glorify mobsters. Uh-huh. I don't know why he... I don't think that. anyone watches The Godfather and thinks that's the life for me. Yeah, it's stressful. It's very stressful. And it, it also was interesting, The Irishman that we watched a few years ago, um, is that is The Godfather. Like It's like yeah. basically... Goodfellas. Another iteration thing. of The Godfather yeah. and... Watching this, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a lot like The Irishman. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, organized crime has a pattern. Wow. Okay. Ooh, processing that. Okay. Go on. Move on. Um, I think that's all I've been watching. Although I, while I was driving here, I was listening to the New York Times daily podcast for today. And it was about how uh, there's a growing trend of companies monitoring their workers who work from home. Oh, yeah. I saw that article. It was really kind of disturbing. So like this, they talk about this woman who found out like her paychecks were much less than they should be. And so she looked into it and she found out that every 10 minutes kind of at random the her laptop would take a picture of her and a screenshot of what she was doing. And if it if it wasn't clear that she was doing work in that exact moment, she wouldn't get paid for that 10 minute increment. Um, What? And I was like, if my laptop took pictures of me throughout the day, it would not be pretty. <laughs> Is that not a bizarre choice to make in a hiring shortage? This is exactly what I was thinking because they were saying that. And I was just like, that woman should leave that job. Yeah. And we can say that right now because everybody is looking for workers. Yeah. Like desperate for workers. We'll pay you a million dollars to mm-hmm. come work for us. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. Um, what have you been watching? First of all, Love Island, which Emily and I just recorded a bonus episode about where a third of the way through because there are 60 episodes. In a, in a season? Six zero. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Where do they air this? IGTV. IGTV? ITV in Britain. And it's every night. 60 episodes? 60 episodes. Usually, I love them. Usually the UK, like they make shows that have like four episodes per season and it's two seasons. I mean, that's like prestige BBC TV. Okay. This is like garbage. Like I watch this and feel better about America TV. They're not even editing it. Like barely yeah. editing it. <laughs> Um, so we recorded that bonus episode to talk about where we are so far. You can subscribe in the show notes. Um, You're gonna watch all six guys. I need episodes. to feed. I need to feed my kids. So subscribe to those bonus episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, we're watching all sixty episodes. Loving, loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched Notting Hill. Stephen had never seen Notting Hill, Ugh. and I was like, "Oh, it's good." And then no. I was watching it. I was like. It's is not, it good? It's not good. Why did Julia Roberts have so no personality awful, right, in this? Right. Like one of our most personality filled stars. Yep. And she's so cold and boring the it, whole movie. It never. It, the the only explanation for why this man would be into her is because she's famous. And, and then it, that makes him like vapid and shallow. Yes. Also, did you know the original version was three and a half hours? What? Yeah. <laughs> So there are scenes that like don't make any sense and it's because they were like desperate to cut it down and it's still long. How long is it? It's like over two hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm like, this should have been a series or two movies or something because it doesn't work. I wonder if she was charming in the three and a half hour version. I hope so. Because I I watched it for the first time just a couple of years ago and throughout the movie, I kept waiting for when do we start to like Julia Roberts because yeah. she's got to come up, like come up with some sort of personality at some point. Otherwise, right. why would they even make this movie? And then it ended and I was like, oh, there, this doesn't, this relationship doesn't make any sense. No. And I mean, he's charming. Yeah, because he's Hugh Grant. He's Hugh Grant, but. Yeah, I think they did Julia Roberts a real disservice in that movie. It sort of feels like uh, Starstruck, like they were, Starstruck did what Notting Hill was trying to do. Yeah, and they succeeded. They succeeded. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. Have you watched the second season? There's a second season of yeah. Starstruck? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I did not know this. I haven't watched it yet. I'm saving it. Um, 
We spent the night in Capitol Reef, which is beautiful. Anyone who's a Utah should go down to Capitol Reef. Been. Oh my gosh, it's like a land of hippies. It's so fun. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, and we stayed in a lodge because it's a land of hippies. There was no TV in the room, so we like had to pick a movie on the laptop. Yeah. And it was Stephen's birthday, and so I was like, "Okay, you pick." Guess what he picked? Hmm. Dumb and Dumber. Oh no, Eli, that was the peak of comedy. I, know. I laughed so hard. Yep. I was expecting to watch it and be so disappointed that my childhood favorite had aged poorly. It is so funny. It still is. It's so funny. And it, it aged like the humor aged better. Okay? You know why? Because they're so sweet. They're so nice to each other. They're so nice to everyone they meet. They're just incredibly dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's so funny. And it was so fun to watch again. Mm-hmm. Okay, then on the drive home, we had about three hours. I've talked about this podcast a number of times, but it's still my favorite podcast. It's 60 songs that explain the 90s. Right. And he did an episode on Zombie by the Cranberries, which I think is the greatest song of all time. Mm -hmm. And he does such a good job talking about Dolores and her career and her tragic childhood and her tragic death and everything that led to this song. Cannot recommend this episode enough. I'm excited about that. Do they talk about the Troubles? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I didn't know that the I mean, I knew the song was about the Troubles. I didn't know that it was specifically about two children who were killed mm. by a bomb mm. um, placed by the IRA. I'm excited about that. Uh, that song shows up in Dairy Girls about every third episode. I and mean, every time how... it does, it hits. Like every time I'm like, yes, this is the right song for it's this. It's the right song for everything. 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 Yeah. It's, it's so like good. weird, but it's kind of a hype up song, you know, yeah. even though it's like so sad. It's, it's contemplative. Just, oh, it's so good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then we've been watching Arrested Development. Oh, from the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Which I was like, I've seen it so many times. I'm going to be so bored. No, it's still great. Seasons one through three, they're all great. Oh, yeah. We won't go beyond that. No. I'm just like, it's really a tragedy what happened afterward. I've I've been told that, was it season five that they re- that like didn't make any sense because they not, it didn't happen in chronological order or something. Yeah. And you had to get to the end of the season to understand the whole plot. That was hard to get through. They recut it and released it chronologically, and I've been told by friends that it's actually pretty good now, but I've just never been able to go back and watch it again. Who has the time? I just don't think... I think Arrested Development was of a time, and I just don't think that that works now. Yeah. I can go back and revisit it and put myself back in that time, but I don't think they can create Arrested Development in 2022, for example, and have it still work. I think you're right, and I don't even think it's like... That the jokes have aged poorly. Some of them have. I think it's just like we've changed. Yeah. And our our humor has our changed. Humor's changed. And the way I, we make TV has changed. I feel the same way about 30 Rock. Like, I don't think you could make 30 Rock now and have it work the way it did in 2008. Yeah. And I think that's fine. That's totally fine. The, the Office is more timeless, I think. But, yeah. Comedy now. Like, I mean, what what is what is comedy now? The other two. Schitt's Creek. Even Schitt's Creek. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could do it right now. The other two. I like Abbott Elementary. You're still watching that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll pontificate on what comedy is now another time because we need to talk about House of Dragon. Meg, I came into this podcast studio prepared to lie to you, but I can't lie to you. Okay, tell me. 
I can't watch this. Okay, tell me why. I tried. I tried so hard. You don't have to lie to me. This is a safe space. <laughs> tell me why you don't like it. I hit play and this blonde child with very wide set eyes flew in on a dragon. And then people started saying things like, my siege and my lord. And my brain was like, Eli, you're going to shut this out. Did you you're watch not... a whole episode? No. <laughs> Meg. We're going to talk about our show brain... you didn't even watch. I'm telling you. <laughs> this is what happened to me. My brain was like, you can't like, you can't have this information in your head. And so I, I stared at my TV for maybe 12 minutes while people were talking at each other and there were dragons. And then I was like, I don't even know what's going on. So I turned it off. And then the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try again. And I hit play again and I made it about 30 seconds. And I was like, nope, I'm just going to have to have Meg explain this to me. And I, this is the same thing that happened with me with Game of Thrones. I wanted to like Game of Thrones. So I still wish I liked Game of Thrones because people loved it. Yeah. And it made like I felt like I was missing out on this huge cultural moment. But every time I tried to watch that show, my brain would just shut off and just like, nope, we're not doing dragons, Eli. This is you. I, I, your brain let you engage in a lot of stupid things, but we're going to draw a line of dragons. I was expecting to hate this mm -hmm. because I tried to watch Game of Thrones I made it through like three episodes in the beginning. I was like, who, what, where, why? Okay, right. Yeah, and why are there so many boobs? And Lots why boobs. is everyone terrible? And why are women treated so poorly? And why are they speaking these languages? And why are there dragons? And I was confused and annoyed. I watched the final season kind of because I just wanted to be a spectator of mm -hmm. the train wreck. Mm -hmm. And it was a train wreck. But I had, like, no idea who was who or why they mattered. Uh-huh. And so I went into this being like, I'll play Candy Crush, Steven, while you watch this. Because I'm a good wife. Um, I was into it. Okay, why? I think because it was one story where Game of Thrones is like, oh, we're over here. We're over here. We're doing this with this person. And then we're over here with this person. And then we're over here with this family that are somehow important and you're like i'm gonna need a spreadsheet to keep track of all of this mm -hmm. and this was like very much one family a pretty simple story it's just the lion king you know a brother who's thirsty for power i mean i guess hamlet but also the lion king. <laughs> the lion king uh, which hamlet stole from yes famously exactly <laughs> bill shakespeare watched lion king and was like how can i fashion this <laughs> into a play into a play Oh my gosh, one time at BYU, I saw Hamlet as Book of Mormon characters. <gasps> when I tell you that was the longest four hours of my life. Four hours? Four hours! I was on a date, and Wait, I was like, it... who can give me a cyanide pill? Like, what is... Was it a comedy? No. Oh. Yeah. So wait, okay, so they, they, it was Hamlet the play, but they made it Book of Mormon characters who were playing it? Yeah, Can you like walk Book of Mormon times. No, I blocked it from my memory. <laughs> my brain did what yours when you started to play House of Dragons. I was like, nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. Did you, do? There, there was like that period, I feel like when we were in college, maybe they're still making these, but there were just suddenly a bunch of Mormon movies, like the the Mormon Beauty and the Beast. and the Mormon... There was a Mormon Beauty and the Beast? Oh yeah, did you not see what? it? What? Oh, you gotta go watch it. It's pretty good. It's a, uh, yeah, it's this, it's this, uh, this woman... Um, it lives with her father and he's a handyman and he goes and does some work at like this super rich guy's house who lives in, like on the mountain in Provo and he accidentally breaks a vase. And so the man is like, now you have to do labor for me for free. 
but she goes the daughter goes and she's like i'll work here instead and so then she works in his giant mansion and then they fall it's beauty and the beast yeah i just told you the story of beauty and the beast but it's in provo and then they did um pride and prejudice pride and prejudice which i think was legitimately i kind of liked it It's not bad. It's not bad. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't good. There's like a scene when they're walking through the Macy's grocery store buying ice cream after a breakup. And I was like living in Provo at the time. I'm like, that's where I go grocery shopping. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've also bought ice cream there after a breakup. You know what I watched recently? I'm sorry to derail this. I didn't watch. You didn't watch the show. So I don't even know what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Um, So... uh, What was it called? Baptist at my barbecue? Oh, yeah. How was it? It was kind of funny. Really? Somebody somebody told me, they're like, okay, but I actually think Baptist in my barbecue is kind of funny. And so I pulled it up. It's like all on YouTube yeah. one morning. And I was like, I'll see if I can get the gist of this. And I ended up watching the entire thing, like throughout the day. I would just like hit play for 10 minutes at a time. It's kind of funny. Okay. Singles Ward's kind of funny. Singles Ward is kind of funny. I mean, it's very niche humor. But like all of the local celebrities of the time were in it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's probably unwatchable now. But yeah. At the time, I was like, yeah, this is like, these are jokes that work for me because I understand the references. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my favorite part of Singles Ward, unironically still to this day, is there's this passing uh, line where he's sitting in the foyer at a church and these two women walk by and you just hear one of them say, Kurt Bester is so good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is still funny to me. <laughs> Kurt Buzzer was in my ward growing up, was by he? the way. Was he good looking? Um, Very, if Beethoven were alive in the 90s. Uh-huh. Very like flowy hair. Okay. Um, Sorry. Anyway. No, dragons. that's okay. <laughs> um, Matt Smith is in this, who a lot of people know from Doctor Who, but I know him as Prince Philip from The Crown. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's the... Prince Philip. Prince Philip. Elizabeth. He's the brother who's power hungry. Um, all of the other actors I didn't recognize, which I like. Um, Emily has great things to say about the dad in this. And I think that's also part of why I like this is because the dad seems like a decent person. Okay. Where in Game of Thrones, I was like, these are all bad people. You're not rooting for any of them. Yeah. Um, he seems like pretty likable. I think the daughter's doing a great job. I think the teacher's doing a great job. I know that they're going to age into different actors, so that'll be interesting to watch. Um, I don't think the dragons look great. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't think the CGI looked that. Well, Game of Thrones good. famously had a massive budget, big, biggest budget of all time yeah. for a TV show. Does this have a large budget? I assume so. Yeah. I mean, I think HBO is like putting everything on this. Mm-hmm. So they would have to. Um, and it is. It's like cool to watch. I know there's supposed to be more spinoffs about the different families. I don't know if my attention span will extend that far. Mm-hmm. But I am enjoying watching this. Okay. Like, I'm excited to watch the next episode on Sunday. We need this to go well because HBO has to have a show like this do really well so that we can get the other two and Gilded Age and Veep, those kinds of shows. Veep's, I don't know if you've not heard this, but Veep's no longer on the air. Well, I know. I'm saying like we have to have Game of Thrones type shows do well so that we can get shows like Veep. Does Skylar watch Game of Thrones? Uh, He loved Game of Thrones. Does he like House of Dragons? He hasn't watched it yet. I bet he will, though. 
I do feel bad that I never watched Game of Thrones, really. Like, I feel like I missed. Yeah. That's how I got something big. Proud. It's not like I'm proud of it. Like, oh, you guys watch a stupid show. It's like, I wish that I could get into this. Because I know. Because it looks fun. And everyone I know and like watched it and loved it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. But I am liking House of Dragons. Okay. All right. Well, this wasn't the most insightful conversation about it. I don't <laughs> want to point fingers, but <laughs> when one of us doesn't watch. Okay, listen, we're getting a lot of requests to do a follow-up on the rehearsal. Are you going to watch the finale? How many episodes are there now? I don't know. I'll watch the rest of them, sure. Okay, so next week we're going to talk about the rehearsal finale. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll watch it. People keep talking about it, and I've been meaning to go back. Okay, all right. Stay tuned for that. It's a doozy. It is? Oh, my gosh, it's a doozy. So we'll be back next week to talk about that. Remember to subscribe to our bonus episodes to get Love Island content. I'm recording a Bachelor catch-up with Irene next week. This is the kind of content you're going to get in our bonus episodes. Eli and I are going to get our act together and start (laughs) watching the Oscar movies again. Um, So if you subscribe to that, you'll feed my children. Thank you very much. Um, And we will be back next week. (laughs) 